This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Underrated. 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 Go. We're so underrated. Underrated. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I gotta admit, I was expecting a little bit more at the end of that, but it yeah, just kind of kept going. I forget how long our intro is. That's how. That's what I'd always think when I was at like high school, like sports events too. Is like, oh, they just keep saying that same. There's four of thing. them. Four is just one too many. Joel. No, no, that's the perfect time. No, that, the law of threes is what you always. That tell was me. the perfect time. Do you know my threes. my favorite cheer was when they went what 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 what, what, what and they're moving their waist like. That sounds weird. You guys know I was I was a powder puff cheerleader, right? Oh, oh, of course you were. So of course you. That would explain your outfit very well. Thank you. It was the one I chose for tonight. But welcome to Bakersfield. I'm Joel. I'm Kent with the cold, and Jacob with a hot. I mean, a cold is an actual thing, Jake. A hot what? Uh, So the Oscars were yesterday. Yes. We're all amazed by the results. You know, I'm a little annoyed. I think that's the final Oscars I'll ever watch. Probably so. Although, (laughs) good on him him for trying not to be political. Yeah. But But can you, that was so embarrassing, that one moment. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it because we have a bacon bit coming out on Friday where we'll discuss the results of our brackets and see who owes whom a caveman burger from R&R. I can't wait. You have to wait till Friday. Yeah. Wait till Friday. Sorry, but that's, that's kind of yeah. messed up with us. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your uh, participation. I was so pleased, so pleased to find out that people had used our Oscar knowledge. Oh, for I the, know, for the right? Best. Yeah. I actually going back and listening, like, oh, uh, I feel like we educated people like crazy. Yeah. Like especially with all like the foreign films and documentaries. I'm like, I think I even kind of care about these movies. I kind of did with some of them, but it was just funny to get and, and, and no, we're, we're patting ourselves a little bit on the back here. What we do a little bit. Well, no one else does. So we need to do it <laughs> Pat myself on the back. No, but I, we actually got a comment from a listener that said I was able to use bacon cell knowledge to impress other people at work. It was Brandon Davis that said it. Oh, very cool. And I was like, you're welcome. And what did you what happened? He says, oh, yeah, it was just this and this. And he kind of mentioned some little things about nominees and things like that. And I thought, all right. We are an educational show at some times. He's like, let me tell you all about the fish movie. I, well, <laughs> we talked a lot about that one. He's like, glub, glub, kiss, kiss. Yes. <laughs> but Get away from me. I no biting. It, I think it was someone asking if uh, Greatest Showman was nominated. And he was like, yes, they are in Greatest Original Song. Or like, they shouldn't song. be, but they are. It was, the, it was the one I picked to win. Yeah, me too. Mm. <laughs> but they shouldn't be. <laughs> you nerd. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, fellas, it's time to finally have the sequel to our tremendously successful, wow, most don't oversell overrated it. show. I think it was with a undersell it, with okay? The most underrated we're, show. We're underselling this one. Oh, because yeah, the last time we did a show like yeah, this, exactly. it was season two, it was August of 2016, episode 68. The show is overrated. And we talked about all the overrated things yes. in the world. Uh, Random things. It was a yeah. really cynical show. It was, because the whole time we're like, oh, Beyonce. Uh, uh, which got us Devin in a lot of trouble. Devin uh. Sawa. Devin uh. Sawa. <laughs> Look at his face now. And you bashed on the Beatles for a good half hour. It was I, actually a very So did you. Show. No, 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 no. Yeah, you did. No, I what bashed was the on, album? I, bashed on, I was said the, over, the, the White Album was overrated. Oh, but that's then weird. You, it's a you, Beatles you, album. I just listened to it because you, then you and Jacob were like, oh, yeah, Beatles. Uh, 
We all did it then. Yep. I didn't do it. We're then. all we're all in it together. No, now. I mm-hmm. will never bash on the Beatles because so they are one of the greatest bands of all time. This show is going to be probably the opposite. It's going to be kind of hopeful. It's going to be positive. Well, we started off on the right foot. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we had to get that out. <laughs> yeah, Venom. <laughs> Come back, love. Yeah, so we have some really, really random categories based somewhat off of the overrated to sort of do the opposite, but also some new ones as well. The way we structured these categories was actually we wanted to find things. And this isn't quite like, (laughs) (laughs) well, yes, it is alphabetical. Maybe, maybe not. not. (laughs) But we wanted to make these categories things that people generally scoff at. Yeah, right. that, it, that the, maybe the whole category is underrated, but we kind of picked one thing out of it. And it's not like our just our guilty pleasures, though no. there will be some here. It's not a, these aren't guilty pleasures because right. it's not like we're sent, we're defending these being like, I know it's bad, but I like it. It's more like, no, this is good. Yes. And people underestimate how good this really is. Precisely. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And Kent and I have not seen each other's answers. Jacob doesn't know our answers. So this is going to be a surprise for everyone. All right. Let's do it. All righty. First category, fellas, tell me, what is the most underrated kids TV show? So I feel there's there's many good TV shows out there that we've already talked about, but no one underestimates it. Like everyone, Phineas and Ferb, not underrated because everyone loves it. All right. And My Little Pony, we've already talked about enough. A lot. Uh, and like things like DuckTales and Animaniacs, I think they're all rated where they need to be. But what I chose, it's a throwback to my childhood. And it's square one. Square one. Square one. Do you know this, Jacob, at all? No. Oh, no, so, it's a math man. 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 So Square One was a kid's TV show on it PBS. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, but it, it ran from January 26, 1987 to November 6, 1992. So it was on the air for that's five quite, years. Yeah, that's a while. The reason I want to say this is oh, this is underrated is because I didn't realize at the time. How much math you were learning? Exactly. Ha! That's actually true. I didn't realize how much math was actually in the show, but the whole show was actually dedicated to math. What was the, the, was it the number squad? Math, you mean? Mathnet. Mathnet. It was Mathnet. Wow. So they had all these, these, uh, It's incredible how it remembers these things, isn't it? No, listen to some of these parodies. They had General Mathpital, Mathman, which was Pac-Man. Not Mathman? Mathnet. That was it. No. (laughs) They had Mathnet, and then they had Late Afternoon with David Numberman. That's funny. That is funny. So I don't like math. I've never really liked math. But this show was intended to teach mathematics and abstract mathematical concepts to young viewers. I think it did a great job because it taught me things without really making me think it was an educational show. I just thought it was funny. But then you get Math Man walking around and he has to do greater than or less than. He has to eat the right one. And And there's a tornado that comes up and asks him a question. And if he gets it wrong, then he gets eaten by the tornado. And is also, they it, had their blood. No. no, it's like Pac Man, but it's Math Man. It was actually made by Blue Sky Studios, I think, that did the original animation for that. So was it was this a Canadian venture? Because it felt like not quite high budget enough to be American. <laughs> sad that that's true. Is it true? I, no, no. It's sad that that we think it's true every time. It's a little bit lower quality. Yeah, right. I'm not sure. As far as I can tell, it was produced uh, by the Children's Television Workshop, and it was on PBS in the United States. Remember, like there was Sesame Street, there was Electric Company, which was maybe ten Blood years before our time. Yeah. And then square one, somewhere in the middle there. I, I actually tried to avoid the show, but I loved Math Man so much that I would watch the show just <laughs> math, for that. It's pronounced Math Man. Math Man. <laughs> method Man. Yeah. But, yeah. And th- I remember there's also the random, uh, they had magic tricks on there. They had uh, Backstage with Blackstone, where had Harold Black- Harry Blackstone Jr. doing these magic tricks. And then he'd show you how the tricks were done. It was so cool for me. And that's one of the reasons I really enjoyed magic. That would explain why you do magic tricks. And math tricks. 
<laughs> but yes, I feel like Square One is underrated. And I, I, I wish there was a way. Is it watchable somehow? I, that's, I don't know. I was trying to find, I found clips, but I haven't really found a place to watch a good quality hmm. copy of it. So Square One. So I would eventually like to do an entire show on, on kids shows. On because Square One, you mean? I've Square <laughs> One. We kind of have Saturday morning. Yeah, a little bit. But I've watched so many kids shows with my girls that I think. And some on of, your own. And, and on my own. Let's be honest. And this would probably be one that I don't think people know about or talk about. Did you? Are you doing current then? I'm doing current as in it was canceled like eight years ago. <laughs> okay. So here's, here's the current. theme song. Hi, I'm Pablo. My name's Tyrone. I'm Uniqua. Wait for it. I'm Tasha. My name's Austin. And we're your backyard friends. The backyard I've heard of this show. Backyardigans? And this is why I chose this, because I knew you wouldn't be totally familiar with the show. I only know the name. I don't know anything about the show. Okay, let me show you a picture real quick, just on my on my screen. They have like a yellow hippo yellow hippo girl. Why do you have a Barry Manilow wallpaper in the background? <laughs> but there's a penguin, there's a little kangaroo kid, there's a moose kid. Barry speaks a, to him, Joel. There's a girl named Unique. Or is this animated? No, this is all animated. And so I actually think you should watch this show. You could find it on Amazon Prime. Watch it with your kids. There's like five seasons. Now, so what age of kids, though? Uh, honestly, I've got, I've got the six that are like under colorful five, enough. The four that are above five, but below 10. And then the <laughs> six that are above 10, but below 12. Uh, look, if you're having your 22 children, it's way above more information 10, than you've ever given. Before, I'm trying Joel. to do math. I should watch more square one, obviously. Square one. If kids are seven and above. They won't like this show. Okay, so this is more of a younger kid. Yeah, seven and below because it's colorful enough if kids are just dumb and can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll You're tell you what. You're a good dad. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? My poor kids. But here's the thing. Like, every episode of this is a parody of a movie. Like, it's like these kids, they go in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Backyard. Iggins. Okay. And they, they play out like an Indiana Jones movie where one of them is Indiana Jones and two of them will be the villains. Wait, do they know they're doing a movie or yes. is it more just like it's the story It's not like Muppet itself. Babies really, but it's more like... Oh, so it's not good. It's, it's way better than Muppet Babies. No Have way. people watching ever thought about actually watching the real movies instead of the ones they're acting out? Like instead of watching this show, uh-huh. but it's for kids under seven. Right. And so they're going to watch a James Bond movie, essentially. You show your kids that movie. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. Seven, remember? <laughs> uh, not seven age, but we watch seven together. <laughs> but they'll act out a James Bond movie and they have original music in every episode, maybe two or three songs. And they're not half bad. Hmm. And so if anyone that's has seen that. That's basically an A minus for kids. But wait, is the whole purpose of the show to teach kids about movies? It's just about to keep, teach kids to play pretend, honestly. Okay. This, this would explain a lot about why he likes this one, honestly. It, it really I'm, is. I'm intrigued now. Because it's, it's not forcing it in your face. It's not like, here's a reference from Indiana Jones. It's like, here's a jungle adventure. And that's what the, that's what the episode's okay. about. Here we are fighting in a basement. We're not talking about this club. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> but no, it's very good, very underrated, very unseen almost. It went for five or six years. Now, is that hipster or is that underrated? Underseen, underrated. Okay. So maybe hipster, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to distinguish there. This isn't a hipster show. This isn't a guilty pleasure show. But this I mean, is an underrated show. This went for many years, so not totally hipster. Like, I'm surprised you haven't seen it with as many kids as you have. Yeah, we mostly watch Ken Burns dramas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, kids. <laughs> All right, next category is going to be the underrated disco song. This is a funny category. How do you find an underrated one? Like the only ones you're going to know are ones that you know. You think. But we have, you know, we have a couple nuggets here and there. Like are people rating these at all anymore? 
So I actually asked for help on this one because all I know about disco, like I don't mind disco, honestly. Who'd you ask? I asked Chunga, of course. Ah, and I the said, disco hey. king. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he's just, he's my music. Disco Chunga. He's my that music explain those pants, honestly. I know, right? We're just wearing weird stuff tonight. Yeah. No, Chunga's pants. Oh, his pants. Yeah. Why are you I'm wearing, wearing Chunga's his pants? pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I asked this him, I said, weird. I said, hey, uh, what about this song? Because I had a choice. And I said, what about this song for underrated? He's like, that's one of the biggest disco songs ever. I'm like, clearly I'm not very educated here. Yeah, that, that'd be the trouble. I said, me help too. me out here. He goes, look, there's some big bands out there with... with We're not doing big band. We're doing disco. Right. Oh, gosh. Can't with get some, the category right. But with some minor singles. And so he gave me a few. I listened to a few tracks. Speaking of minor singles, how's your dating life? Wow. Hey. <laughs> Guys, I'm not hard enough time concentrating today. <laughs> Let's just keep doing this. So keep going. You keep talking about the uh, disco. So this band, it's Chic. You, everyone knows Chic. They did La Freak. Yeah. Chic. La Freak. And, Freak out. And that is their biggest single, right? Mm-hmm. That one actually eclipses all their other singles. They had four or five major hits. But this song was their first single. It's Everybody Dance. Listen to this bass line right here. This is how Imagine Dragons is going to sound like 30 years. <laughs> so they'll finally get good is what you're saying. When we're all Okay, here we go. So it's led by Norma Jean Wright and backed by Luther, Luther Vandross. This was their first single, but totally forgotten. And everyone really liked the song. It came out because they actually sing the... They didn't do this a lot, but they sing the do-do-do-do's. Here we go. Do-do-do-do-do-do. It's got a good sound, actually. It's actually a great sound. It's about seven minutes long the whole time. Just a fantastic sound like beat. five minutes too long, but... No, no, yeah. I, I kid you not. An amazing song, one that I would actually not be embarrassed to listen to in public without my he- without my earbuds. Huh. So yeah. Once again, I think you're bordering on hipster here. No, no, that's that's chic. Like that's a that was their first the single. band, but it's a deep cut. It's not a deep cut. It was a, it was a single. Okay. It sure. had radio play. Gentlemen, when you think of disco, what do you think of? What band comes to mind? Bee Gees. Very nice. And what songs come to mind from the Bee Gees? Staying, Staying alive. alive. Exactly. That's what I picked. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, when you think so of, bad. <laughs> when you think of the Bee Gees, you think of songs like Staying Alive, How Deep Is Your Love, Night Fever, You Should Be Dancing, More Than guess. a Woman. I have a guess. Go for it. Night on Disco Mountain. What? Is it? Is it? No, it's not Night on Disco Mountain. Is that someone else? Can't, you can't just I, make up titles <laughs> to songs and think they're going to be what Joel picked. Mountain, you fool. One of those. Uh, no, this is actually called Nights on Broadway. Now, I didn't really know this until Saturday Night Live, because what happened is Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake had the Barry Gibb talk show, and the opening theme song was this, Nights on Broadway, it was a parody of this. And actually, the way they sing it is much more happy, it's like, hell, you here we go. Discussing politics. And the issues of the day. So that's the voice they do. Uh, not high enough, Joel. Not but uh, enough. no, no, no. Uh, one more. That's just it, Jacob. One so, fire. Hold on. I'll at least get to the chorus here as I talk about it. So the reason I want to bring this up is why it was underrated. First of all, there's actually kind of a darker undertone to it. It's kind of a more of a serious song for it's the It's got Bee Gees. a real funk vibe. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so it's funny you. when you say that. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real funk vibe. <laughs> on the nights on Broadway. 
So they had this song and they were doing the track and then the producers said, hey, can one of you guys make this song more exciting by screaming really high pitched in the background? That's what he told them. And so Barry Gibb decided to sing higher and higher, trying to hit this note. And he's at the end, he's like, blame it on the night's on Broadway. And they realized that he could do a very good falsetto. And this is the song that put that in gear. That all of a sudden, Barry Gibb became known for his falsetto, which you may know became a staple of yeah, BG songs yeah. after that. So this song, Nights on Broadway. So I'll stop playing it now, but I'm just but jamming it. That makes it underrated, right? Because we don't appreciate it enough because yeah. of what it did. Yeah, that that's makes kind it. of a boring song. But yeah, no, I get it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. You got to listen to it with headphones. No, I do, I do. It's, it's there, there, is a, sure. there is a very, yeah. very good... Real, really, By the way, really David boring. Shire wrote Night on Disco Mountain. Good. I'm glad you were listening. I'm just saying, I had a fact check. I had a fact check myself. Talking it up on the Barry Gibb talk show. Talk about chest hair. Talk about crazy go medallions. Are you doing a Jimmy Fallon sketch? Yes, I am. Don't. <laughs> it was funny. But yes, Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees. Underrated. All Very right. good song. Very good disco song. Our new underrated category is... The Dollar Tree item. <laughs> no, I don't think we had an overrated Dollar Tree item. We did not have an overrated Dollar Tree Yeah. But if um, we did have, what would it be? Uh, glasses. They're eyeglasses there. Eye they are glasses. so overrated. What? <laughs> they, I was going to say they're they frozen actually, dinners. They don't actually help you see. Oh. They're fake. But they're, fake they're, glasses. Re- they're reading okay, glasses. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Back in December... Uh, the light bulb on my lava lamp burned out, and so you do not have a lava lamp. Oh yes, I do. Really, I from college? Lamp. From before college? It's like a high school lava. And lamp. It's still around. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a wall lamp. So it's like a whole. <laughs> have your like, kids window. not broken that thing? I don't let them touch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes um, sense. But no, this is on my desk at work now, actually, and I love it. It's you know black base, green liquid. It's very cool looking. Wow. But the lava lamp, the light bulb burned out. So I. Why was didn't you bring like, it to the office when we were working together? They didn't like us to plug Dude, a lava there. lamp? That would have been yeah. really fun to It have. was on my nightstand then. That would have increased culture by 200%. Probably so. <laughs> but uh, so I ordered uh, a two-pack uh, of a, a two-pack of 40-watt A15 light bulbs from Amazon for five bucks. That was a pretty good deal. They both burned out within a day or two. And like one burned out and I was like, dang it. And I put the other one in and burned out. Ugh. Then I went to Dollar Tree and I saw A15 light bulbs. Wow. It has been working ever since then. Wow. <laughs> so what a deal. Underrated. Who knew that that appliance lo- appliance light bulbs would be so effective when Amazon they're crap. Right. You so. could probably like get worse ones at IKEA too. Probably so. Way to go all a dollar. So a dollar buck. tree. For a buck instead of paying two fifty per bulb and paying a buck per bulb. Why don't we have a lava lamp in the bat cave or the we will tomorrow. Yeah. I promise you. I, do we call it the Bat Cave? Baking, Baking Cave. Baking Cave. I'm like, that Yeah, Bat we don't want to get right. sued yeah, yeah. by a fictional Baking character. Cave. Yeah, we need a lava lamp here in the Baking Cave. So yeah, light bulbs. Underrated. All right, mine is, uh, it's my go-to. This isn't the toy. My it, The toy is not my go-to. But when I take my daughters to Dollar Tree, it's because I'm like, hey, I'll buy you something. I'm doing you a favor here because I realize this toy will be thrown away within a day. They're, they're like a, a grade above McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Maybe. If that. Yeah. And so I let them pick out one thing and they always go, can I have two things? But they always look for one thing and they spend about 30 minutes looking for their one toy. Yeah. The go-to for them. And you're trying to pick up moms at all the dollars? That no, that's Target and Costco. <laughs> okay. Uh, so mer- single minors. <laughs> Minor singles. Wow. Not single minors? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this could go terribly. But the my choice is mermaid fashion dolls. Mermaid fashion mermaid dolls. Mermaid fashion like dolls Barbie ripoffs? are Barbie ripoffs, and okay. they're made out of just a hmm. plastic shell. The whole thing is a plastic shell. They come apart really easy, 
but these are good for bath time. They're okay with like getting wet. Yeah, they, they, the absolutely. Because it's just plastic doesn't just and melt away. Yeah, it almost could. I don't even think there's any fabric on it. I think it's just a plastic mermaid tail. Oh, okay. And maybe like a, a shirt or something. Maybe, it's but not that, like, it's not fabric though. Not at all. Okay. Because they're a dollar and they put them in the bath and they kind of rot probably from the inside out. <laughs> it's okay that they're because they're just a dollar. But I have some reviews from the Dollar Tree website. It's basically, they my closet. Reviews? <laughs> yeah. Miss B gave it four stars. She says. Love the mermaids. My swimmers love them, too. I use them as gifts for swimmers. So swimmers like these. Swimmers. That's the theme. Okay. Girl gave, no th- gave them three stars. She says they're great as Mardi Gras throws. This product was perfect for our Mardi Gras crew to throw from our float. We are the crew of Serena. And she put in parentheses mermaids. So she and her friends are mermaids. The best part of this purchase was the manager of, our, of the local Dollar Tree store. She was amazing and helpful. I couldn't have asked for better service. Three stars out of five. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, why are you reading that? a little that? harsh. <laughs> and I love that I found the review section for Dollar Tree. I didn't know they had a review section. But it makes sense. It's very surprising research you've done there, Kent. It's <laughs> what I do. Yeah, who knew that was coming, right? Okay, all right. Next, uh, next category is going to be the underrated stand-up comedian. Who's the one that uh, nobody's given enough love to? This is a comedian I've liked for maybe a dozen years. And I don't mean... You sure it's not just 10 years? Yeah, it might be a dozen. It might be 12 to 13, to be honest with Baker's you. Baker's dozen, then. I almost went with someone like Dimitri Martin. But he's pretty well known. He is. And people really like him. They do. And so I went with a guy named Gary Goleman. I know Gary Goleman. Of course you do. Okay. Yeah, he Gary, won, uh, he Gary won, Oldman. Uh, no, 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 Gary Goldman. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was so good at Darkest I Hour. I didn't know he, he won was last so comic standing. Yes, he did. Yeah. It, but it was like second season, maybe. First yeah. or second season back in like 2004. I actually just saw him. He was just on TV yeah. the other day. He was doing this whole routine about naming states, and it was hilarious. So it's a new routine for him. It's actually like one of his best, I would say. Yeah. Because he makes up a whole documentary about how... There was, there's actually a team of crack experts that came up with the abbreviations for state names. No, wasn't there, there was a documentary that he ended up watching on Netflix. He made that whole thing up. He He made that whole thing up. Oh man. And it was all for this joke and it's a really boring story and the audience is like, okay, but he gets to the end and it just pays off so well. Well, the best part about it is because, so they, they, they start like they're going to do the two liter, two letter abbreviation for the states and start off with like Alabama and they're like, AL, easy, easy. This isn't going to take any time at all. And then he goes off on this tangent about the secretary and what they're going to order they for lunch. coffee for him and everything yeah, it, it goes with the whole thing and they're like okay let's go to the next one alaska like, shoot <laughs> they're like al right no we got to check the minutes what do we give what do we get alabama oh yeah. al but he yeah. goes in this whole thing about it. it was really funny so gary goldman's a good choice yeah he i i love him he's kind of like an everyman comedian i had no not idea gary loud, goldman was so funny not too brash yeah, no, he's hilarious. Uh, so mine, actually, you brought up Dimitri Martin. If you like Dimitri Martin, if you like uh, Mitch Hedberg, then right. this, then you need to know that this comedian is where they got their material from or where they're influenced by. So I chose Stephen Wright. Really? Yeah. because I You feel like, like Stephen Wright? Oh, I love Stephen Wright. I, feel I like, thought he's a little too downbeat for no, you. He is, he is deadpan comic, and I love it because he is the like an expert in absurdism where he comes with these one-liners just like, how did your brain come up with that? He only had two studio albums his whole career. He had a couple other DVDs and specials and things, but two albums. One is called I Have a Pony, and then I think 20 years later, he came out with another album called I Still Have a Pony. Very clever. Jake, you've, you've heard of this guy, right? 
His no. voice, you would know. For yeah. Sure. Okay. So I mean, he's he's been in movies. He was in he was the pilot in Soy Married an Axe Murderer. Okay. He was also in uh, The Swan Princess. The pilot. Speed. Did he have a speaking role? Yeah. I don't remember that. He's a really boring. The thing is, his delivery's like this the whole time. He's very deadpan. Uh, he oh he was also in the Emoji movie, one of your favorite movies of last year. Oh yeah, I do love that movie. Yeah, love it. No wonder they hired him. But the first time this the, is really representing him well. The first time he was on <laughs> the first time he was on Johnny Carson, uh, they liked him so much, and the audience liked him so much, they had him on the very next week to come on again and do another another wow. set. Because they thought it was hilarious. Too soon. He is what they call the comedian's comedian. He's the one that a lot of people got their influence from. And here's some jokes I'd like to read of his. That's All right, ready. <clears throat> I'm gonna get a tattoo over my whole body of me but taller. <laughs> no, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I've been getting into astronomy, so I installed a skylight. The people who live above me are furious. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Actually, one of my favorite quotes. Like, not even comedian quotes. I just like it. You can't have everything. Where would you put it? That's good. I, I like that. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He also says things like, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of wits. That's a friend of mine. A while ago, I was in Las Vegas. I was at the roulette table having a furious argument over what I considered to be an odd number. Which I think is hilarious. This is this this one I relate to. I was Caesarean born. Can't really tell. Although whenever I leave the house, I go out through the window. <laughs> and then finally, this is the one. Stupid. This is the one I want to read. <laughs> yeah, that's funny too. I guess the deadpan kind of works for that. It, oh, he does. And the, mm-hmm. and the thing is, he's all one-liners. Like, there's really no connection between some of these jokes. Yeah. Like he'll jump subjects, and you're like, where did where did you cut, get that from? But here's here's one of my favorite ones, and it's a little bit longer. So please bear with me. I got on this chairlift with a guy I didn't know. We went halfway up the mountain without saying a word. Then he turned to me and said, you know, this is the first time I've been skiing in 10 years. I said, yeah. Why did you take such a long time off? He said, I was in jail. He said, do you want to know why? I said, no, not really. Then I said, all right, you better tell me why. And he said, I pushed a total stranger off a Ferris wheel. I said, I remember you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i remember that's good. you yeah. yeah so because he wasn't a stranger anymore he couldn't push him off <laughs> no it's like i think he was pushed him off the ferris wheel is what i interpreted it as okay Years i got before. it as he didn't anyway, want to be a stranger however you want to interpret it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Stephen wright one of the i like funny- your interpretation better can <laughs> it could be <laughs> yeah but with Stephen wright you never know see it's funny so i wrote down a few mitch hedberg ones and these also very quotable so was he oh, yeah. influenced by Stephen wright then yeah well and that's thing is like dimitri martin and, and uh mitch hedberg both have that absurdism that comes from Stephen wright mitch hedberg is like Every book is a children's book if a kid can read. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I like Mitch Hedberg. Or like a lot. an escalator can never break; it can only become stairs. You should never see an escalator temporarily out of order sign. Just escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. I like that. I, I like that I give Kent the courage to read his jokes that he wasn't going to read before. Well, I think his are easier to read than Gary Goldman because Gary yeah. Goldman's very observational. Yes, and these one liners that Mitch Hedberg and Dimitri Martin yes. and uh, Stephen way Ryan more have. quotable. Yeah. Next category is the most underrated killer animal. Obviously. Who came up with this one? I don't know. Maybe me. <laughs> Can did we both come up with the same one for this? You better not have come up with this because okay. I'm going for the hate on this one. Okay. Dogs. <laughs> Wait, dogs are underrated? The, you think no, dogs no, are no, underrated? No, do, the underrated As killer. a killer animal. Yeah. Because you it's think killer dogs. animals, you think you think a great white shark. Some people would even say hippopotamus. Okay? I'd, I'd say a deer because they kill a lot of people. They do kill a lot of people. But do you know what kills more than deer? Dogs. No. <laughs> it's true. 
Dogs don't kill people more than deer. I, I, did, I, I did the research on this and promise you, they they they're up there in a lot of the top. Guess 10 how lists. many deaths per year are caused by dogs, Joel? I know, thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand. How many per year? How many by deer? Four people. No, that's <laughs> Jacob. The facts can't argue with it. I'm so looking it up. I'm going to tell you why because there's a lot of these unknown animals that, and I hope you pick the the other one that I was really going to pick. There's a really strange one, which you never think of. I picked the most deadly animal is what I picked. Ooh, I can't wait. But so the reason dogs kill people, it's not just like crazy pit bulls or anything. It's actually from rabies. So rabies, rabies. Yeah. People in the world still get rabies and 99% of rabies carriers and those rabies deaths are caused by dogs. What? (laughs) Are bats. No, but bats. They're not bats. No, 1% is maybe bats Bats are basically rabies with wings. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but I, I pet bats just above us right now. I didn't know those were there. <laughs> you didn't feel that? Anyway, uh, those so aren't props. Ninety-nine percent of rabies uh, is that what the guano is by over dogs. There? Oh yeah, now you know what it is. Anyway, so dogs totally deadly. Who knew? And now I feel justified in not really loving dogs. Dogs are awesome. Dogs will protect you from other dogs. Ken and I both fear sharks. Sharks kill six people on per year on average. Isn't that crazy? Only six. I mean, barely anything. Freshwater snails kill 20,000 people. Yes, I'm year. so glad you picked this. I didn't pick it. Oh, because that was my other choice. Dang it. <laughs> Freshwater funny. snails. Freshwater snails. How do they pa- do that? Uh, parasitic worms that infect people. Cyto- cytosomiosis. Cytosomia. Yeah, cytosomiasis. It's a, it's a parasite. They kill they anywhere from 20,000 to 200,000 people per year. Isn't that insane? That's disgusting. But that's, not what, I, that's, not, what I'm, that's what I'm choosing. So do they like, do people like grab the snails and then there's a parasite that comes out? Or they it's, just it live most, in the water. I don't know. It mostly affects French people for some reason. Because <laughs> um, they eat them. It's cargo. Is, is that true though? Do no, they? No. Okay. No, actually, it can't be uh, no, actually, we all kind of get we're infected. We're not to with what snails. we're going to do. So dogs, 35,000. Snakes, 100,000. But this animal... This animal kills 725,000 people every year. Mosquitoes. Oh, no. It's a mosquito. <laughs> and I, most of I us thought you were going to say people. I would no. be so mad at you. <laughs> it's the humans. Human beings. Most dangerous creature. No. <laughs> it's the end of Shark Week. Mosquito, and, and humans were on the list, but they're actually much lower than mosquitoes even. Mosquitoes are, according to the World Health Organization... About 725,000 people are killed every year by mosquito-borne diseases such as malaria, which an estimated 600,000 people die every year of malaria alone. They are huge. They are are just... Mosquitoes are very small, actually, Joel. (laughs) I I meant they are filled with disease, these animals. (laughs) Dengue fever, yellow fever, encephalitis all come from mosquitoes. And yet, I I mostly just think of them as a pest. Like, I just am like, ugh, mosquitoes are so annoying. Can I ask you a question? Sure. When when you want your uh, mosquito bites to stop itching, do you do the little... I do the cross. cross. Does it actually work or is that... No, that doesn't work. No, it works because it's placebo effect. Oh, okay. If I believe it's going to work, it's going to work. Well, now that you told me, it's not going to work anymore. No, it works. <laughs> okay, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one time we went up to visit to our cabin up in Idaho, and it was the springtime. We usually don't go there during the springtime. And we we're just going to go up and like go up and take a picture on the porch as we were passing through and then go. Yeah. And we got out, and the mosquitoes just swarmed us. Like, it was wow. like all over my arms, all over my legs. Like, we're swatting them away. So gross. It was insane. And I, I know, I just think of them as pests that make you itch. But no, they kill almost a million people every year. That's, That's insane. Nuts. That is insane. Three quarters of a million. All right. Next category, we're going to do the best boy band member. I mean, the most underrated. Yeah, let's not go with boy. best. Yeah, let's but not go with best. I don't know why best came out. Yeah, underrated boy band member. Let's now, go. you you youngins here, you two youngins. <laughs> don't even. Two kids, you millennials here. You probably don't remember New Kids on the Block. Oh, like I don't remember New Kids. And sing, one song. sing one song from New Kids on the Block. You got the right stuff. 
baby in the middle, middle of, of an Oreo. Apparently, <laughs> we're now came into both of our lives. Oh, 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 oh. Oreo. Yeah. What's in the middle? The white stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so, so good. if you remember New Kids on the Block, you remember Donnie was the bad boy. Joey was the cute one. Danny was the muscle. Jonathan was cool, but Jordan, Jordan Knight had the talent. Yeah, so is he underrated? He's underrated because I didn't realize how many New Kids on the Block songs, uh, iconic ones, yeah. he sang. He's got the lead vocals for The Right Stuff. That's yes, he him. does. He also does I'll Be Loving You Forever. I'll be loving you forever. I should have done clips for this one. Uh, Please Don't Go Girl and Step by Step. You still can, Joel. Step by Step. Ooh, baby. Wanna get with your girl. So J- Jordan going. was the younger brother to Jonathan, and Jonathan was in the band first. But after, were they really brothers or just made up? No, brothers? they're really brothers. I, okay, I believe they're really brothers. I feel like the producers like your brothers. No, now. They're, they're really brothers. Yeah. They're really brothers because what happened is when Marky Mark left the band, and another guy left the band who I don't really care about. I don't remember who it was. Jordan kind of had but you to care about Marky Mark. Fight is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> um, but he he kind of was the younger brother. But he came in and he made his own. And he's one of the few New Kids on the Block to have a successful solo career after New Kids on the Block. In 1984, he launched a solo career, and he's had uh, top 50 hits uh, and uh, top 40 singles and has sold over 1.5 million records worldwide as a solo artist. In fact, in Boston City, February 7th is Jordan Night Day. (laughs) Really? Jordan Night Day. Man, Boston is really hurting for famous people. (laughs) (laughs) He he taught himself piano and keyboard, and he wrote his own songs. In fact, he saved a lot of his songs in New Kids on the Box. He didn't want to share them quite then. And in 2004, Jordan Knight teamed up with Nick Carter for the release of the album, Nick and Knight. Oh my gosh, did they really? <laughs> is that true? That's true. <laughs> and Boston's named Dave after that too. Oh. <laughs> Nick and Night Day. So yeah, underrated. Jordan Knight. I'm so glad you gave me that factoid. <laughs> my life is better now having known that. By the way, don't listen to any of his solo music. Bad? It's pretty bad. Like naughty? That too. What? Yes. It, it's well, not that you good. You said it was in like top 40s He's like stuff. 54 I know, and I went, point. I'm going to go listen to this. And I was listening to the lyrics and I'm like, oh no. Like he was actually up and then for, he's like, oh, for yes. best dance single, and then uh, La Vida Loca, I think, beat him out that year. Okay, but yeah, Jordan. Knight. So I'm going to go with a little band called NSYNC, and I really wanted to do Chris Kirkpatrick, but he literally hasn't done anything in his life. And can I make a confession? Yes, you may. I don't really know the difference between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I was gone what? during that. But oh, it was I was dark gone ages for that, you. Okay. I, I it was, lasted a lot longer than whatever that was. No, I, that's what I'm saying though. Like. I got back. So you never knew Lance Bass, Joey Fat One, Chris with the Crazy Spider Dreads. I know I know of them, but I, it's hard for me to kind of remember which one's which. They were around for like a, a decade. But their biggest hits were oh, like by the 99 way, to 2001. By the way, Joel, I was gone. Justin Timberlake came from this band. I know that. Okay. No, he, <laughs> came, from, you know. he came from the Mickey Mouse Club. You know who else came from the Mickey Mouse Club? Britney Spears. J.C. Chazé. Ryan Gosling. Who is your choice? Shazay is my choice. Shazay. Shazay. I don't know if I'm saying his last last name name. Shazay. No one calls him by his last name. It's just JC. Is it just JC? They should should have been calling him Shazay the whole time. So they they were both in Mickey Mouse Club. Mm -hmm. With Ryan Gosling and Britney Spears. Yeah, what a crazy time, right? When you say Mickey Mouse Club, it's almost like you're just making fun of them like they weren't in a real club. I loved Mickey Mouse Club back in the day. Here's the thing. He tried to become big after NSYNC. And he actually had Like Joey Fat One? No, but Joey Fat One just started hosting like reality TV shows. Fatone. I call him Fat One. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. So JC, he actually had an album. It's actually, I listened to it today. Actually kind of good for a pop album, but it didn't really go anywhere. Hmm. And so when he got in a big like, you know, scuffle with his, with his label and then kind of just went his own way. 
And now he's been like an actor, like on Las Vegas, Ghost Whisperer, and Touched by an Angel. Huge shows. <laughs> and he's also a judge on America's wow. Best Dance Crew. But That guy has made it. Here's the thing, right? I read this factoid about him. So last New Year's Day, he rescued a one-year-old girl on a Miami beach after a helicopter flying too close to the ground sent an umbrella flying across the sand. Oh. I'm not sure if the umbrella was headed what? towards a one-year-old, but he definitely mean? saved her. That's what this this fun fact says. An umbrella was rolling across the beach and he ran and grabbed someone from so getting bumped he, by her umbrella. He's the second uh, vocal lead for NSYNC. Like he was the second most well-known in girls' mm-hmm. Liked him and second is, best. That's Justin Timberlake's band. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's Justin. Okay. Not Backstreet Boys. So here's the thing. Justin Timberlake said, in my opinion, he had the best voice out of all of us. Out of all the boy bands, call them what you will, he was the one that could outsing us all. But not Jordan Knight. He, he said out of all of them. Underrated. So JC Chazé. All right. I give him that just for Chazé. <laughs> All right, next category I'm jumping to just because I really want to see what you guys are going to choose. What's the uh, underrated Nickelback song? (laughs) (laughs) This is a funny category. So this was the first one. (laughs) It only took Kent like six hours of research to figure out how to choose this. This was literally the first one I started researching. And the last one I researched because I could not find a Nickelback song that I liked. (laughs) And I know I'm saying that like with a bit of cynicism, but I was like, okay, I have to listen to Nickelback really sincerely for the first time in my life. I think it's funny that you don't, that you don't like Nickelback because it is so bandwagony to not like Nickelback. I almost think you'd be the opposite and be like, they have some good songs, guys. Yeah, that's true. Should you go the other way to be a hipster? I wish I could, but I can't get behind it. (laughs) They're just not good. (laughs) It's Nickelback. But I, I, and I even asked Greg from Greg's guy, I'm like, hey, could you listen to Nickelback for me? I don't really want to do this. Could you find a few good songs? And he found a few. Jake, you you found a few for me as well. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, they had '90s albums actually before well, they were huge. Right. But Atlanta what I was too. looking for was like a different sound from them, and I couldn't find it. So I did pick one eventually that I kind of like. So this song is called "Sincerely," though. Something from your mouth. No. What album is this from? This is from 2008's "Dark Horse." And I actually kind of like this one because it's random. It sounds like a legitimately, legitimately decent rock song. And if you listen to it, even though that's still Chad Kroger, he doesn't growl as much as he usually does into his drawl. Something from your mouth. Something from that's your a mouth. Terrible title. It's a terrible look. It's Nickelback. It's kind of a terrible song. Um, if you listen to the whole song, it's actually okay, and it doesn't yeah. sound like. Just there, everything that we know. I just really can't stand his voice, and because that so one sounds. You, can the you least not like stand him. his voice because he was overplayed, or because you just because everyone has been? I only know, really know two or three of their songs, but I everyone I hear, even listening through, I just don't like his voice. The band sounds pretty blasé, almost like a Fuel from back in the '90s or any other band like that. So I don't mind what they play. I don't like his voice at all. Can I make you mad right now? Yeah. I would just assume listen to Nickelback is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Because they they sound the same to me. It's like, eh, eh. I'm so sad for you. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe you should be happy for me. Why? Because I can find joy in things that you can't. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. You do you, Jake. You do you. All right. My turn. This is without a doubt the most underrated Nickelback song ever. Oh, let's hear it. Really? 
Is this Creed? This is Creed. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> You're a bad person, Joel. <laughs> oh, come on. This is a great song. This is like a running joke, you know? Well, I just heard <laughs> the news today. Anyway, Once again, I'm the Chad Kroger I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I picked. But nice I wa- set up. I just had to do that because I always got them mixed up. But this isn't technically a Nickelback song. Is it Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting? No. Oh, no, no, no. You're doing a Santana song. No, it's oh. this one. I can't remember what that one was. Oh, is this Hero? This is Hero. Is this not a Nickelback song? This is not, and I found that out in my research. What's this from? Enrique this is Iglesias? from Spider-Man. No, it's this is actually uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Yeah. And Josie Scott from Saliva. So when the lead singer of Saliva and the lead singer of Nickelback get together... Guess what their band name is? This is the baby. Backwash. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Are you kidding me? No, I just made that up. <laughs> you were throwing me off real. like crazy. That's no, funny. so this song, Hero, it's the it's this is the theme song for Spider-Man back in 2002. And as much hate as Nickelback gets, this song still for me is associated with the amazing experience of watching that first Spider-Man movie and being like, wow, this is a really good superhero movie because... Before that, it was all the Marvel 90s stuff and not as great. But this came out and it was like, no, these can actually be was pretty Spider-Man good. Was Spider-Man 1 or 2? Spider-Man 1. Okay, because 2 had two the death for a professional. Vindicated! I am selfish! Oh. I am wrong! I am right! I swear I'm right! That one. <laughs> the band that your wife loves. Yes. I actually really like that song. Ugh. But we, uh, we can tell. You like that song? <laughs> oh, tell. I like Vindicated, but yeah, it's a good song. Uh-huh. You did a great job. Thank you. You really did it justice. Well, I can't sing, sing like Chris Caraba. So yeah, like it's Carabba not either. it's not a Nickelback song, but it's it sounds can't like dance one. like Chris Carava, and I feel like <laughs> can he dance? I don't know. I think we just say that about everything. Can though. he? But I think Hero is an underrated song because I think as much hate as Nickelback gets, I that song is one a of his good biggest hero hits, anthem. Though. It is, but people hate on all Nickelback. But I'm like, no, no, this is actually a good song. It's enjoyable. It's single Backwash. Listen. Okay, Backwash. <laughs> backwash. I kind of love that. Man, it makes me. I, Wish I could throw in, actually. But, uh, listener, go check out if you want to. I, the one I recommended to Kent was uh, Nickelback's Leader of Men acoustic version. It's from a 1999 album, and it's actually pretty good. They have a good cover of Elton John's Saturday Night, It's All Right for Fighting, and uh, but I didn't want to do a cover. Yeah. I didn't feel true to Nickelback. Yeah, that, that's I wasn't true to Nickelback twice. <laughs> you cheated on him? <laughs> You're not faithful to Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> you and Avril. Oh! <laughs> All right. <laughs> that one died best. I like how we're so white that we're talking about Admiral Levine and Nickelback. He is Canadian, right, Chad Kroger? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably on square one when he was do, a kid. Do, 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 do. It's not Canadian. Yeah. All right. Next category is the underrated current sitcom. So this is a sitcom that's currently on the air, yes? Yeah. Underrated current sitcom. Because a lot of people said the modern sitcom has died and everything out there is kind of just a shadow of what it was before. But I picked one that I legitimately like and one of the few TV shows I still enjoy watching. It's on its final season and it kind of makes me sad because it's a very good show. No, it's not. But it feels like it, it feels like it's a good time for the show to end yet because it's gone on for nine seasons. It's a bad show, Joel. It's the middle. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's yeah. a good show. The I really middle. thought you were going to see Modern Family. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm kind of done with Modern Family. I am done with Modern Family. I haven't watched an episode in a long time. But the show The Middle premiered in September of 2009. It stars Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond and actually Neil Flynn, uh, Neil Flynn from Scrubs. He was the janitor in Scrubs. And it's just a show about this family that lives in Orson, Indiana. 
and it's really funny. Like it's got this sharp wit. It's a family comedy. It's a multi, it's a, you know, single cam kind of a Malcolm in the middle style, but not as quirky. It's a little more grounded, but there's some weird stuff that happens on the show. But one of the reasons I like it is because it rings true to me with a lot of the family stuff we go through, even though the kids are completely insane. Like Axel's just this kind of millennial who doesn't want to do anything. Susan overachiever. Brick's just weird. And he whispers to himself, whispers to himself. Is it weird now that the kids are grown up? No, but that's the best part is they are finding a good ending for it because they've all started to go off and go to college and okay. they're going to wrap it up instead of finding excuses for them to come back home and live with them. I but, also saw that show as a spiritual successor to Malcolm in the Middle. It kind of is. It's it's like a it's like if if everybody lives Raymond and Malcolm in the Middle had a baby, kind of. I don't know. I can't explain it very well. Like Nickelback and Saliva? But one of the reasons I really like it is a lot of these shows, a lot of sitcoms, for example, they don't allow good things to happen to people. Right. Because, you know, it has to be funny. It has to, you know, things can't always work out for these people. It has to always go south. But this show, good things can happen occasionally. They never get out of the, you know, the, their horrible house or their, you know, poverty that they're in. But it's okay because some good things happen to them. Okay. But they can't get out of their house or poverty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like good things can happen, but then, you know. Oh, look at this. We found a crust of bread. Now we won't starve to death. <laughs> but it's that middle America poverty. It's Charles Dickens. Thing, where the they're middle. trying to just make ends meet. He works in a quarry. Yeah, I haven't watched the show, so yeah. It's really it's, good. It's clever. Actually. I think I think it actually For an ABC it, sitcom, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's, 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 and I do think I de- that's one of the first ones when we talked about underrated show. Mm-hmm. The middle was one of the first things I wanted to talk about. Because Better or worse than Last Man on Earth? Better. Better, yeah. Better or worse than uh, Good Place, on par, on par. Wow, but, but it has more longevity because it's been on for nine seasons and still impressing me. Nine is a long time. It is, All right. but there's a lot of funny in there. So the middle on ABC, check it out. Big Bang Theory. What? <laughs> joke. This is joke. I'm, I mean, I'm using that quote. Out of I just said Big Bang Theory. I didn't say I. Anything about it? I'll put ellipses. What didn't you say, Kent? I didn't say. I'll find another spot early in the show when you said I love, and then it's going to go dot, dot, dot. Big Bang Theory. Wow. <laughs> One hour later. So my show has been running just as long as Jake's favorite show, Supernatural. This no, show started in 2005. It is still going. It next, is Supernatural. This next year, they're going on to their 14th season. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's still is that on? still on? It is still on FX. I gave that they, one a they, shot. Do they even have like full seasons? Though? No, it's 13 episodes per season. Haven't they had some where it's like they just like got together and like high fived and then walked away? That for is the that's season? basically what happens Do in the episode. Do you really think it's underrated though? Because that's one of those shows that you find like t shirts and hot topic about. No, you don't. There is a cult fan base. There definitely but I on, your ne- think- on your next shift at Hot Topic. Look in the look in the racks. <laughs> It's so much Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, though. We got to get rid of it. Single miners. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why is that the running joke? I don't know. <laughs> and I have no comeback for it. Because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not even going to say what I was going to say. But this show has been running forever. And look, it should not be still. It should not be made anymore because it's a cheap, low budget show. But the reason I love this show is it's really these four friends were actually friends, and they decided to make a sitcom and pitch it to a cable, a, a cable network. Are they still friends now that Charlie Day is more famous than the rest of them? He's not really, though, because he had some movies that kind of failed. But he's got movies. <laughs> he does have movies. But they've all kind of gone into other shows, like other sitcoms and sometimes movies, like Fargo. Some of them started in that series. Mm-hmm. But they always come back to It's Always Sunny, because for them, it's easy to make, and they love it so much. I gave it a shot. I just wasn't a fan. And I have a feeling I know why you gave it up because this is a show that makes me feel better about myself because <laughs> these are terrible people. Yeah. Every single one of them. And by the way, Danny DeVito joined the show. Well, it's like the dark Seinfeld, in the second right? Season. It is the dark Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I watched the first season, I think. And then, and honestly, it gets darker after that. I will recommend an episode called The Nightman Cometh. 
It's is that the Dayman one? Yes. Dayman. Oh. It's so funny, and I don't, I can't repeat the jokes on this show, but go watch <laughs> it. But like some of the titles for the show, like you feel bad for watching it. Like it's like Charlie has cancer, hundred dollar baby, the gang exploits a miracle. Dennis looks like a registered sex offender. These are the titles for the show. I've seen some of those. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, honestly, they're really simple, but they're, they really get me because I'm shocked. The show constantly shocks me, not like gross out or vulgarity, but how terrible these people are. And look, I think it is actually funny. And by the way, uh, it, the pilot was filmed for $85. <laughs> $85. Is that even possible? Because they bought tapes. They wouldn't even and they buy didn't lunch pay for everyone. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So, hmm. look, it's a low-budget show that they all kind of made themselves. And I love that it's, it's a labor of love, which has become one of FX's, like, success stories. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long it can last, but look, it's still going. So, hmm. it's it's probably, yeah, it's actually my favorite sitcom. Really? Because I don't love sitcoms at this point. No. But, yeah, my favorite you sitcom. You never like straightforward comedies. No, it's true. Next category is going to be the underrated Razzie winner. If you don't know what the Razzies are, they're the Golden Raspberry Awards, and it's like the opposite of the Oscars. You get the Oscars, like we saw last night, yeah, that uh, celebrate the best in movie achievement, and this one is celebrating the worst. The best according to a small group of people, and the worst according to a small group of people. An even smaller group of people. That are. pat themselves on the back for being so funny. Ken's not a fan of the Razzies. I hate the Razzies. Like, look, I'm a cynical guy. Everyone knows this. This is no surprise. But I feel like this is a show that revels in it. You're even cynical of the cynics, Kent. I honestly, like, they just, they like to just dig into the muck and just make fun of films and actors. And honestly, a lot of their best or worst picture winners are bad. They're really, really bad. But they actually go after, like, particular actors again and again or directors. Just because it's mean-spirited? It's mean-spirited. Are you, have they made fun of DC? Is that what's happened, Kent? Uh, they did uh, last year. That's why. Mm-hmm. No, I've, mm-hmm. I've never liked him, though. Like, I, I really think that it's kind of like classless. For me, it is kind of. He's cinema. never liked him. And he's always wanted the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I will fight for that, that cut. But for me, it's like cinema sins or a lot of those things where I'm like, oh, this whole thing is cynical. Like, can we have a little bit of levity here? I don't know. It's I, just weird coming from you. I, know. I don't know why, but it's no, just weird coming from you. This is when you. the Optimist comes out. I'm like, look, the internet's the full Optimus of Optimus Prime. Yeah, this is like, I don't like cynics. The internet's or full of it. single miners. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, guys, you said more about this <laughs> than I'm going to use for my quotes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So look, I looked at the the people they picked on, and they picked on a lot of the same people, but Sylvester Stallone is someone they picked on repeatedly. That's my pick. Is it really? I picked. As director and actor, he has won, won quotes, the right. worst uh, 11 times for worst director, worst actor, worst supporting actor, worst screen combo, worst screenplay, and re- uh, the worst song. And then he's been nominated an additional 26 times for other things. Yeah, they're just picking on him. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's 14 stuff like, times alone in the best category. It's stupid. It's stuff for like Rambo. Actor. It's like, hey, I made a, a silly action movie like the new Rambo, you know, where he just kills like 900 people. Yeah. It's meant to be a dumb movie. And they're like, yeah, it's a dumb movie. Gotcha, Rambo. It's like, OK. He holds the record for most consecutive There's nominations. A new Rambo? It's like 2006. Yeah. The newer Rambo. Yeah. The newer one that came. That was like 12 years ago. Yep. But uh, he holds the record for most consecutive nominations for worst actor. Nine of them. And 
Uh, he was nominated every year from 1984 to 1992. Whoa. So I think this is a travesty, but he won Worst Director and Actor for Rocky IV. Yeah, that made me mad. Isn't that stupid? Because like, Rocky IV is amazing. It's amazing. It is the most America movie out there. It's the second most America movie <laughs> I mean, out there. <laughs> but like, it's a silly movie, but it's not like, it's not like, let's just wipe its face in the mud no. sort of bad. It's, I, I, by the way, I think it's funny that Neither you nor I could pick any of the worst picture nominees or winners as our choice. Right. Because they're all really bad. Like legitimately bad. I can't defend those. Oh, really? But I, when you it's said... like Tom Green movies. When you said actor, like I'm like, he's totally going to do Sylvester Stallone. Like I, I have to. Because like, look, look, this is a guilty pleasure, but I actually really unabashedly enjoy this one. Ironically and sincerely, I love Rocky, Rocky IV. IV. Well, and I, I think, you know, they pick on him so much, but at the same time, he gave us iconic characters like Rocky yeah. and Rambo, and he's given us some seriously good performances as well. Agreed. Not all of them are good, but not all of them are bad either. And I think they, I think you're right. I think they, they so did you pick him for the same movie as well? No, Sylvester I, Stallone. I just, I just did Sylvester Stallone in general. Cause okay. I was like, holy cow, they are piling it on him. Yeah. So I hate your Razzies. All right, next category. I think you're funny, Razzies. <laughs> next category is the underrated Madonna song. What is it going to be, guys? Does anyone listen to Madonna? Does anyone remember so who this Ken, is? When Ken put this in there in the list, <laughs> my, my only response was, Madonna? What? Okay. <laughs> like, I just thought it was so weird to put her in, in well, of, how of often, all the artists how out often there. How are you and I listening to a Madonna playlist? I actually had a pretty big Madonna streak for a while there. <laughs> yeah. What does but that you, mean? You were like a Madonna student running around? No, it, was, it was the Like a Prayer era and like Like a Prayer Dick Tracy era. Those are the kind of where I was like, wow. Although, Did you read her book? Is that no, what you're no, talking I didn't about? read okay, her book. Good. It's a good book, though. In fact, Whoa, uh, in fact, do you know what it's about? No, I haven't even heard of it. Uh, oh, yep. Jacob. <laughs> Jake loved it. <laughs> 50 Shades so, of Madonna. In fact, my pick for song was her reinventing herself after her scandalous book and scandalous tour and that whole thing went down. She felt that she had kind of damaged her her her, her she career. Did, she did come with her a lot provocative. Of oh yeah, yes. with her provocative image. So this was her trying to reimagine herself, and she came out with this song. You picked that? Can I get a finger boop right now? <laughs> you totally picked that. Look at my screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is "I'll Remember" by Madonna, which is funny because not a lot of people do. No, yeah. <laughs> this this song came out in 1994. Uh, it was a soundtrack single from the film With Honors. Do you remember the movie With Honors, Jacob? No. Brandon Fraser, Marissa Tomei, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Joe Pesci was a bum at Harvard no. that taught them how to love. Who is really, Madonna? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, you're, I'm song, sure your mom would never let you even watch a Madonna music video. Probably no, not. No, probably not, yeah. This was a radical change in the style of Madonna after everything that she did just before this with her book and with her music videos. Wait, what happened. years are we talking about here? Na this is 94 when she kind of reinvented herself. Okay. Man, I like this song a lot. Um, on Amazon right now, looking up Madonna book. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> it, it. It was number two to on the Billboard Hot 100. And it couldn't quite get there because of All For Ones, I swear. But this song, there's just this haunting beauty to it. Yeah. And it's... In I fact, know. I was on uh, YouTube looking at like a Madonna playlist, and I couldn't find this song anywhere. 
And so that's kind of why for me it's underrated because it's kind of underseen. Like it, it did hit big for a little bit and then disappeared. Yeah, it, it was really big for a bit there. It was You could hear it on the radio and everywhere. And it, it wasn't released on any of her albums until like a compilation went a little bit later. Right, but it's actually a great song that I listen to regularly. Yeah, but like you don't find it. Like you said, you don't find it on, her, on like a lot of her big hits list. Like you don't see it in the material girl. All right, I need another high five for that one. Did we just match on two categories in a row? You did. We matched for Madonna. That sounds weird. There's a joke there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. All right. Next category, Disney Sunday movie. So, so I blame a Joel for this one. <laughs> because that was like like the wonderful world of Disney. Is yeah, that it's, it's like wonderful world of color or Disney Sunday movie or the wonderful world of Disney movie. Like this is the TV movies that they made that they aired on Sunday nights. This is like the fuzzy part of my childhood because there was a point when the I'm like. The warm and fuzzy part of your childhood? Yeah, probably. But so much that it kind of ruined my brain because I can't remember many of these. I'll remember. <laughs> So, because, you know, there's an age where I'm like, I'm only watching Simpsons now. I'm not going to watch some cheesy fluff on the Disney channel or ABC, but yeah. the Disney movie. But I'm going over these titles and I'm seeing like Mr. Boogity and Mr. You know, Boogity, Parent Trap 2. And there was one movie that I was like, oh my gosh, I loved that movie. This one is not underrated because it's a terrible movie. This is just a guilty pleasure. This, wait, this is an underrated show. There was none of these movies that were actually good except for maybe Mr. Boogity. That's a lie. Maybe Mr. Boogie. I can defend a couple of these right now. Uh, good luck. But my choice was Not Quite Human. I loved Not Quite I didn't even remember that. I loved it too. Oh, that is a bad one. I watched it today. <laughs> I actually watched this movie So give the today. premise of Not Quite Human. <laughs> Dr. Jonas Carson, a scientist, invents Chip, an android teenager. Dr. Carson sends bad Chip... Bad move already. Dr. Carson sends Chip mm-hmm. to school with his daughter, Becky, to see whether an android could interact with others. But his former employer decides to try to make a profit by stealing the mechanical boy. So this starts... Uh, Alan Thick is the scientist. Yeah, he's the Robin dad. Lively is the daughter. Jay mm-hmm. Underwood is the boy, is, is Chip. Okay, so here's the thing about this movie, Kent. So I uh, may or may not have on VHS tape uh, Not Quite Human, Not Quite Human 2, and two? Not Quite Human 3. They made three? Ooh. I believe there's a third one. I yes. think I only saw two. But can you have three copies or three sequels to a movie? Well, on one tape. Yeah. On no, one tape. Yeah, I haven't were, even heard of. When you on these were so incredibly low budget, all of these movies. Well, because he's this Android and like he has to plug in like on his leg into a wall. And I don't know. It's so no, ridiculous. It's, crazy. it's so unbelievable because they have like the theme song opens up and Alan Thicke is working. He's building a boy, like yeah. his teenage boy. And he goes, hey, hon, to his daughter. I just invented this boy. He's now your brother. And she's like, whoa, dad, that's so cool. And I'm like, there's some... There's some bad things that can happen here. Like, I'm really worried about this. this family. Well, and I... Because she's a minor? So I was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of this of this franchise. Yeah. But I also... I remember when I saw Jay Underwood on... Like, some years later, I saw him on a Napa commercial, I think it was. Oh. And it made me sad. And that was one of the first times where I kind of went, oh, that actor's not doing well. And he doesn't have to act. He's like, I'm Chip. Yes, Dad. And he just repeats everything his dad says. Mm-hmm. He does a good job. The, as, a, as an android. I'm totally sure this is my kids. You should. The The last line of the movie is, spoiler alert, so he, he almost dies, but then he comes back because he's sparked back to life. Let me guess. Right. He becomes he goes, a real he goes, boy. No. He goes, Dad, android, yeah. Dad, am I a real human now? And then Alan Thicke goes, you're as human as they get. Roll credits. do 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 It's bad. It's very sitcom-y. Hmm. No, it's, but this was this is around the time of, uh, what's that show with Vicky? Yeah, the, small the wonder. Small wonder. It's yeah. around that time. It's so like I don't know what our obsession with humanoid androids were, but I loved this movie though. I still love it. Like All right, Joel, let's hear yeah. yours. So mine, and I had a hard time with this one because I didn't want to do with a hipster pick, but I I feel like this was maybe popular enough. Mine is Double Switch. I don't remember Double Switch. So Double Switch came out in 1987, and it's it's just a take on the Prince and the Popper story because you have Bart 
who's this normal kind of pushed around uh, nerdy kid who's obsessed with, uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Bart is the rock star. Matt is the normal kid. And Matt's the loser. When and you Bart's say rock, the rock star. Rock star. Like, okay, so... The, like, touring with this band. Like, the, the guy Girl that plays screaming him for, minor screaming everywhere. Is George Newbern. Do you remember George <laughs> Newbern, the Paul Rudd lookalike? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, George Newbern. He's the, he's the fiancé on Father of the Bride, and also he's the voice of Superman in the Injustice series. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But George Newbern, and then Elizabeth Shue is his love interest. But I like that he's nice a low-budget Paul Rudd, but he is the original Paul Rudd. I know. That's so sad. It is. But no, so it's it's totally Prince and Popper. And so there's this lookalike contest because Bart's tired of being the rock star and always being hounded. And Matt's a nerd. And of course, he has the glasses. But then he takes off the glasses to do this audition. And Bart's like, that's the guy. And so they switch places. So then Bart could live like a normal person and Matt can live like a rock star. And it shows that neither world is as perfect as the other thinks it is. And <laughs> I, what, a, what a lesson. What a lesson. So first Thank of all, you, Disney, this was in. like every kid's fantasy to be like, oh, yeah, switch lives with someone. Like I always wanted a twin so we could do like, you know, trade off. Get all the babes, too. Well, yeah, sure. He's a rock star. Oh, babes. But also. <laughs> yeah. This, minors. <laughs> 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 but also this one, I think, had a really good soundtrack. Like there's two songs on there in particular that I wish I could have on MP3 because I love these songs. Someone's got to help us find those. They're out there. They're on YouTube, and I, I just need to, you know, I'd listen to them when I need to. But <laughs> when you when you when need I need to, to, is there a need? But I love the music. I love the story. Double switch. It actually is on YouTube. What's better, double switch or not quite human? Double switch. But what about the not quite human trilogy? Put that up. <laughs> oh, it's double tough. switch. <laughs> but I loved all those. Like I, now, I, make your choice. Remember Good student luck. exchange? Like yeah. where the where the the kids pretend like they're foreign exchange students was a fun one. Mister Boogity was also yeah. great. Man, there's some, the cat, the richest cat in the world. Yeah, the richest cat in the world. That's another good one, but yeah. All right, let's go on. Already, next category is going to be the underrated teen heartthrob. Thank you, Kent, for adding this one. Because we had this on the overrated. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and that's when I said Devin Sawa was overrated. I felt, I still feel bad about that. Actually. Yeah, but his face. So. I don't remember who I said. Huh. Yeah, who did you say? Eh, it doesn't matter. So, Joel, can I ask a question before I go? Because I'm going to go first. Sure. Did you pick a guy or a girl? I picked a guy. Because, well, I guess teen heartthrob to me says guy. Like yeah. that's, you don't really call girls teen heartthrobs, do you? I went with the single minor. Hello. <laughs> no surprise there, am I right? That's uh, getting taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> so Sweet and tangy. <clears throat> oh, no, no. So this <laughs> We got to get it two, two more times. We it? got it. <laughs> this single minor is once described as one of America's favorite 15-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten weird. <laughs> Her name, and by the way, we were you about, with the girl. We were about the same age. Larissa Olenek. Hey, Secret World of Alex Mack. Exactly. Uh, ten, ten Things, things I, hate I Hate About, about you. you. The only redeeming thing in Ten Things I Hate About You. Babysitter's Club. Have you seen Ten Things I Hate About You? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was in love with her. I, I know my love has now kind of gone to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ten Things is the... Julia Stiles. He Julia plays Stiles. It's, the, it's yeah. the Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, she's it's the little sister that the sister is protecting. And I saw this movie back in 99. Right, yeah, she's the cuter one. She's the Bianca. She, yeah. Yeah, I remember her. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I am in love with this girl. I, I could not... Yes, basically, I started watching Third Rock from the Sun because she appeared on that show mm. after this movie. Because uh-huh. I didn't really like Third Rock from the Sun. But I think she is absolutely gorgeous, and uh, she has since gone on to, like, she stopped for a while. She did a lot of education. Mm-hmm. She did, like, Hawaii Five O, and then she was on, actually, Mad Men, which I had no idea about. She was? Yeah. She was married to Ken. Huh. Yeah, like, I guess I didn't recognize her. Maybe she looks quite different. But I feel like Larissa Olenek, I mean, because the secret world of Alex Mack, like, 
you know, for a kid's show, it's pretty good. But you don't really hear about her or no one really even knows who she is. So you're going with hipster. <clears throat> well, she's underrated. <laughs> so here's the thing. In January 2013, uh, according to TMZ, Olenek was granted a restraining order against one of her fans, who she claims was so obsessed he changed his last name to hers, as well as leaving gifts for her at her mother's apartment. Was this you? This was me. <laughs> That's just what I was. I was, say. I was Kenny Olenek for a while, <laughs> and so I'm not allowed to. I'm only I'm, now allowed to I'm talk Kenny about Olenek. her. I'm Kenny Olenek. I've been KO'd with your love. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so Larissa Olenek. Now, Joel, tell me about the boy single minor you want. You want to talk about? Yeah. Well, mine. Uh, Kim went, focused a lot on looks, all right? And I'm going with underrated She's in regard a- to their acting. Uh, are you saying you picked <laughs> somebody ugly? What I'm saying is this person is not just a pretty face. Is this Sawa? Because you get you get a teen heartthrob out there. This is one of the names that gets thrown around quite frequently. Oh, they're also very talented. That you forget that they actually are a good actor. Okay. He's one of the Brat Pack, which includes Emilio Estevez, is. Anthony Michael Hall, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, and... Rob Lowe, my pick for underrated team heartthrob. Underrated? Rob Lowe. The guy is an icon. Yeah. But people just think of him as this good looking guy, especially back in the day when he was a teen heartthrob. He was a bad boy back back in the day. Well, that's the thing. He was the bad boy. He was the heartthrob. He was that teenager, you know. But then he went on to show that he actually has some acting chops. He literally is the best actor. Literally, literally, literally is the best actor yeah, ever. There you go. But he's in tons of stuff like The Outsiders. Outsiders, Oxford Blues, St. Elmo's Fire, and About Last Night were kind of his teen heartthrob right. era. Yeah. But he's had, and think about the rest of the backpack, Brat Pack that I mentioned. None of those have gone on to have the career that he Judd has. Nelson. <laughs> he's, on, he's on Suddenly Susan. But uh, he became, and then <laughs> after, after, after being a teen heartthrob, he was Sam Seaborn on the West, West Wing. He was Robert, Robert McAllister on Brothers and Sisters. He was Chris Traeger on Parks and Recreation. The guy is a talented actor, and he seems to have a very good head on his shoulders, too. I actually, actually follow him on Twitter. Of, yeah, on Twitter, he's great. He's very logical, and I actually appreciate that. Uh, and I just feel like a lot of people, when they think of the teen heartthrobs, it's like, this guy actually has more to him than just being a pretty face. All right. I wouldn't say underrated. I'd say perfectly rated. I'd say underrated. Yeah. That's why I chose him. <laughs> yes, So you, you can go back to your, your Larissa Olnick. I will. Please. Larissa, I'll change my last name. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Have you done a, you know, what do they look like now thing? I don't dare. You don't dare. I, I've ruined people before. <laughs> There's another quote that's going to take another context. <laughs> no. I hate that we can't speak freely on this show. You, you can, can speak as freely as you want. <laughs> yeah, and should. All right. Now you know how I feel knowing everything I do is going to be in the outro. Precisely. The yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't my mouth work? And that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. It's not going to be funny, though, because I always whisper things so they don't sound as good in your sound bites. All right, so next category is the underrated movie sequel. What's the movie sequel that actually worked, but nobody knew? Because a lot of movie sequels, these, like a lot of movie sequels in general, people think of as lesser because they're not the original, and usually they're not as good. I mean, except for the big franchises in a lot of ways. Where Yeah, you get the exceptions like Godfather 2 or Terminator 2 or Spider-Man 2 or X-Men 2, like where the sequel maybe be better than the original. Right. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about underrated sequel. I think this movie is actually better than the first. It's Adam's Family Values. No! Yeah. No. See, it's underrated by you, isn't it, Joel? It's not good. <laughs> Point proven. I think it's very good. Whoop! Adam's Family! There, <laughs> there it is! <laughs> So this one came out in 1993. Didn't make a lot of money. It was made for reportedly $70 million, made $48 million. $70 million? They spent $70 million they, on the sequel to Adam's it, Family? But people have guessed that it was around $70 million. 
It's not that good. I think it's really good. This is the one where uh, Wednesday and Pugsley go to camp and she has her first kiss. In fact, she actually said, so 20 years after it was With released. Devin Sawa. Uh, so Christina, really it was good. David Krumholtz from Numbers. <laughs> uh, so Christina Ricci said she didn't like kissing David Krumholtz. She says he had peach fuzz on his upper lip and she didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like 20 years later, she's like, yeah, I really hated that. So the, the plot of this one is the Adams family try to rescue their beloved Uncle Fester from his gold digging new love, a black widow named Debbie, played by Joan Cusack. Yep. And I think it's a fantastic role for her. I think it's John Cusack. Joan they, Cusack. They're one in the same. They've never <laughs> seen, the same, seen movie in the same movie together. Room? Except yeah. to say anything. Except for every movie yeah. ever. But I actually really enjoyed this one. I think it really builds on the first one. And I kind of enjoy it more than the first movie. And mm. you have baby pubert. That's adorable. I don't know. It felt like it was just kind of more of the same. Sometimes sequels do that where they kind of hit the same jokes over and over. And that one kind of felt that way for me. I'll I'll have to watch it again, though. It's been a long time. You should have maybe with the kids. I watched the first one with them. Do they like it? They did, although my wife was kind of shocked at some of the things that happened in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's a little scandalous at times. It's a a lot scandalous. It is. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. I think it should be seen as better. Uh, My Joel. (laughs) <laughs> mine i feel like did exactly what a sequel should do it didn't undercut the first movie and say oh no that really happened here's a different story or and it also gave them new challenges to do instead of just doing the same old same old it came out in 1991 and it's bill and ted's bogus journey because and if you remember i've, the I've first, got a sour look on my now, face now ken's making the face because if you remember in bill station. and ted's station in bill and ted's excellent adventure bill and ted must uh Travel through time to save to do for the history project to save their grade so that they can save the Didn't world. Didn't you choose this in your hipster pick? Uh, I don't know if I did choose in my history. I don't pick. think so. No, it seems like it came up somewhere. It might have come up. Okay, but this one, uh, what happens in this one is actually they're still not quite where they should be in their music, which is good because it's a good continuation. And they end up getting killed by evil robots by a guy who wants to destroy the future. We've all been there. And then they end up going to hell. And have to fight their way out of hell. Have to have to bargain their way out of hell with the with the Grim Reaper, and then best part of the movie get to heaven, and they have to kind of get through there, and they have to kind Worst of get their the way back to uh, getting back to being alive, so they can save their girlfriends and save the world. It's a dumb movie. It's really funny. <laughs> like it is clever, and I like it's that it deals it deals with things like the afterlife and heaven and hell, and artificial intelligent utopian societies. Like it has these kind of bigger topics than just kids trying to do their history project. When's the sequel come out? Uh, they're still working on it, actually. Never, because Bogus Journey killed any hope of a sequel. It's really good. And you get to see them, spoiler alert, you get to see them reach their full potential at the end of the movie. It kind of launches off into, boom, they finally are able to play this good. Their music is finally able to harmonize the universe. And then it shows kind of the newspaper clippings of how it progresses into this utopian society. I just feel like it's, and it, actually the song they play, which I have on my Joy's Favorites collections tapes, is uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You by yes. Kiss. Love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. And Roger Ebert gave this three out of four stars. Wow, he actually likes a movie we're talking about? He didn't, he didn't wow. see the original. <laughs> he didn't? Oh, apparently not. He didn't see a review of what it says here. But he said, it's the kind of movie where you start, snick- start out snickering in spite of yourself and end up actually admiring the originality that went into creating this hallucinatory slapstick. A hallucinatory being the key word because he was on something. But I like it. Probably. All right, gentlemen. We are down to the final... Final category. Let's do this. All right. Yes. So tell me, in as few words as possible, <laughs> who is the most underrated Disney sidekick of all time? 
Now, I really want to go with underrated here, not just hipster. Like ones that actually did something great, but get very little love. Oh, I got that. Which in is? fact, you might argue that my sidekick is actually the protagonist of my movie. Because I picked Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, the three god fairies from Sleeping Beauty. Because if you think about it, most people just think about the baking fiasco and, you know, one tisp and breaking eggs and the dress thing where they can't sew or they can't bake, even though they've been living as mortal for 16 years. But they save the day multiple times. And the story mostly revolves around them, not around Aurora or Prince Philip. They, they, first of all, they bless the baby. They protect Aurora from the curse. They then protect her for 16 years without magic. They, when Prince Philip gets captured, they break the chains in the jail. They give him the sword and the shield to fight against Maleficent. And then at the very end, they enchant the sword so that it can actually strike true and kill Maleficent as it the dragon. It does sound like they were pretty helpful. They were totally helpful. And yet they're seen as these buffoons who just argue over whether the dress should be pink or blue. But I feel like they are underrated because they are the heart of the movie. Should it be pink or blue? I'm a blue person, personally. Blue. Okay. Uh, they're the heart of the movie, pink. and they are pink. the ones who... the Can the next episode on, should be on whether it should be pink, <laughs> pink or, blue? or blue? Yeah, It's pink for sure. It's blue. Pink. But they're the ones who helped destroy the villain. Prince Philip was merely a vehicle that they worked through. Those men always just laying around. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly what Maleficent tried to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And definitely ruined Flora, Fauna, Fauna and Mayweather. Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. Meriwether, whatever. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Flora, <laughs> Fauna, and Floyd That's actually a great choice. Flora, I actually didn't Flora, consider Flora, that. Flora. So the sidekick I chose is from Hercules. It's Pegasus. Oh, Pegasus. Not even Danny DeVito from... No, Phil. He's okay. Yeah, yeah he trains Hercules. But there was one... What does one... Pegasus do? Everything. Pegasus was there. He's no Maximus. From the very beginning. Way more than Maximus. But people only think of like Pegasus. From Gladiator? Yeah, no. <laughs> so when Hercules was born, Zeus created Pegasus out of clouds to be his companion. And Pegasus never, ever left his side. By the way, the cutest baby horse in the history of animation. I don't know why. That's a fun fact, but it is. <laughs> Doesn't but, have a lot of competition, to be fair. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cute baby horse. But so he's extremely protective. No nonsense. Of course, I found a lot of this on the Disney wiki page. Of course. Like, for example, his likes are birdseed because he's part horse, part bird, part dog. He acts like whatever he wants. Birdseed, headbutts, and flying are his likes. His dislikes are monsters, Megara. I, mean, I said it right that time. Monsters. Mm-hmm. monsters, Megara, and neglect. He really doesn't like neglect. Mm. But he flies into battle in every scene. Like, he is going to defend Hercules. In fact, saves his life several times. Mm-hmm. And I really think, like, people kind of forget him. They think of him as an animal, but not a sidekick just because he doesn't speak in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. So he sounds like a loyal dog. He's, he's a very, very loyal dog. We so love you, dogs. But so, he's, yeah, he loves dogs, apparently, is what I learned from this. They will kill you, but flying <laughs> horses will save you, and they saved a demigod. So, Pegasus. All right. All right. There's our list of underrated. Guys, we finished it. Yay. <laughs> Let us know what you think the most underrated things are in the categories we discussed today, and then also give us ideas for more underrated categories. There are so many. If this goes well... I know you can pick random stuff. We really enjoy that. I even have Jacob choice ready, but we're not going to do them. And we're not going to decide what the most underrated flavor of Skittles are. You know, they all taste the same. They they are the same. (laughs) But uh, we appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. Give us ideas for underrated. Give us ideas for overrated. Give us a review on iTunes. We enjoy those as well. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What? Instagram, you say? I say. If you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing with the QuickWits. They perform every Saturday at the Mid-Bell Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com go to, qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. qwcomedy.com, right? Yes. 
Okay. Or the Quick Voice Facebook page. I should do your outro. You should. You could you actually at this point? I probably, probably could get close. Yeah. If you want to find, well, if you, <laughs> I can't speak now. If you want to find me on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Kenny Three Double D. If you want to read my movie reviews, go to ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A Rogers, as well as Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale, or go find Bacon Sale like Joel said on Instagram. What's the Bacon Sale? It's just at Bacon Sale. Hmm? All right, at Bacon Sale on Instagram. Uh, also Facebook, also iTunes, like Joel said. Go find us in all these places and uh, let us know what you thought of the show, as usual. And uh, real, thanks for listening. Hey guys, you know what's really underrated? What? Coming up with a good outro. <laughs> I'm Kent with the cold. <laughs> and Jacob with the hot. Fish love, fish love. Matter. Oh, Beyonce. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah, Beatles. Uh. Here to destroy your childhood favorites. Chewing now later, chewing, chewing, chewing now later. That would explain why you do magic tricks and math tricks. Uh, math man, math man. <laughs> but with some minor singles, and so he gave me a few. I listened to a few tracks. Speaking of minor singles, how's your dating life? I couldn't have asked for better service. Three stars out of five. <laughs> How? Did your brain come up with that? Oh, he was also in the Emoji Movie, one of your favorite movies of last year. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, love it. I'm going for the hate on this one. But you know what kills more than deer? Dogs. No, it's true. Bats, Bats are basically rabies with wings. But isn't, warehouse where, isn't Warehouse 13 where they have the single miners? Vindicated! I am selfish! Oh. I am wrong! I am right! I swear I'm right! And then I was listening to the lyrics and I'm like, oh no. I give him that just for Shazay. I wasn't cheating on Nickelback twice. You cheated on him? <laughs> You're not faithful to Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> you and Avril. Oh. <laughs> I don't like cynics. The internet's or full of single miners. <laughs> <laughs> well. I actually had a Pretty big Madonna streak for a while there. We matched for Madonna. I went with the single minor. This single minor is once described as one of America's favorite 15-year-olds. It's not just all chimes and bird whistles. There's some actual music in there you can but find. But what if I only like chimes and bird whistles? They're hey, awful. can we finger boop to no massages? No massages. Boop, boop. I, I've ruined people before. It's really scary when that ghost came into the house and said, I want my heart. It's not what happens. <laughs> Those men always just laying around. Why doesn't my mouth work? <laughs>